The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Help me! Jesus! Master! Can you help me? Help me! Jesus! Master! Have pity on us! Help me! Have pity on us! Help me! Jesus! Master! Have pity on us! Go! Show yourselves to the priests! One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. Oh wow, no more leprosy, really? This is insane. You know what? I should actually go thank him for this. Jesus, Jesus! I'm really thankful for you healing me. You didn't even have to, I was Samaritan, but you still decided to save me and heal me. But I thought I cleansed 10 people. So where's the other nine? So you telling me that there was no one else who came to give God glory except for this stranger? Arise and go, because your faith had made you whole. 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 Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, and for His mercies endureth forever. But how many times we find ourselves in the predicament as the nine lepers who didn't return to show their gratitude to Jesus. We often find ourselves enjoying the blessing without thanking without the, blesser. the blesser. All right. So, <laughs> welcome back to another episode on Plot Twists. I know we say we're going to continue the story of Isaac, but due to the seasons, we thought it would be fitting to address the season. And Correct. that season would be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So, well, happy belated Thanksgiving to all. Yeah, technically, this would be coming out on Black Friday. Black Friday. <laughs> so, right out the gate, there's just a couple of things I want to establish. Um, one, what is thanks? I Googled it, an expression of gratitude. So I was like, okay, that's cute. What is gratitude? <laughs> the quality of being thankful, readiness to show <laughs> appreciation and return of kindness. So I was like, okay, appreciation. And there was two other words I started to Google because in our research, I just see they kept on coming up. Uh, what is rejoice? A feel or a show of great joy and delight. And then the last one was praise, expressing hmm. warm approval or admiration. And so in this season and kind of what we feel impressed to talk about during this season is just knowing that 2020 has been an interesting year. We can just get, we can just acknowledge that right out the gate. 2020 has mm -hmm. been an interesting year. Um, none of us saw this pandemic happening. But guess what? Through it all, there are still always reasons to be thankful and show our praise and our adoration unto God. There is always a reason to rejoice. I'm finding that in the spirit of thanksgiving, mm -hmm. thankfulness should always be on the menu. Mm. Regardless, and it ain't even something where you have to find something to be thankful for. <laughs> it's like in a lot of the texts, 
in a lot of the texts when they talk about thankfulness, sometimes it's not a reactionary thing. Sometimes it's like, it's like how we pray every day, right? Mm-hmm. How, we, how, how we should pray without ceasing. A lot of times when they talk about prayer, they talk about thankfulness in the same breath. So it's like you're talking to God, right? And you're and you expressing to God that I'm not ignoring you. It's like, I, it's like Earl, bro. Thanksgiving, it's Black Friday. I go shopping for you. Let's say, let's say every Black Friday, I go shopping and I get you something. It might not even be something major like that big screen, flat screen TV or nothing like that. It might just be a pair of socks or maybe, let's say, let me say, let's say I get you a case of water or something, some basic needs. Let's say I pay the, the what it called, the Wi-Fi bill or something. It mm-hmm. ain't something that's completely extravagant or something, but it's a gesture. It's something that you're going to need anyway. If I do that for you all the time and you just... You just take it every day. You wake up, you ain't thanking God. Mm-hmm. You, you are able to live the same type of lifestyle that you have in, but you ain't even considering God. It's a lot of things that God and our angels is do behind the scenes just to make sure that we safe. You know, Mercy. it's things that we will never know. But at the same time, it's like you're doing all of that for what? You know, God, and, and it's the thing, God don't get shy about wanting thanks or requiring thanks. That he does not. And that's what kind of blew my mind in the Bible. But I, got, I, don't, want, I, don't, want, I don't want to kill your thought. No, but seriously, bro, it, this ain't something that you have to guess. You know, like I remember, I remember one time, no lie, my mm-hmm. Pathfinder leader. I, <laughs> I can't even remember how old I was. <laughs> oh, we are the Pathfinder um, strong. <laughs> I'm telling you. He, he took, all, he took all, like the entire Pathfinder club at my church to McDonald's. I can't remember why. Took us all to McDonald's. And I had I had got my meal or whatever, me and a couple of me and a couple of people. And I guess I wanted a drink. I guess I didn't get my drink or I, I they were missing my fries or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I come to him to tell him, hey man, like something wrong with my auto. Right. And the first thing he tells me is like, hey, I mean, could you say thanks <laughs> for the auto? You understand? Mm-hmm. So here it is. He he went out his way to and um, and we we kids. Get a McDonald's. No that's lie. Important. That is that's an important thing. Like when, when you important. get when you get fast food, this isn't something that's normalized. Like this is like almost like a special occasion because you're just so used to home cooked meal, especially in where we from. You know, exactly. it's like our parents cook a lot. Like living in the US, that's the most I've ever eaten fast food, honestly. And a lot of that is because I have my own money, which I'm thankful for too. Says me in the spirit. Amen. Amen. You know? But it's like I can't remember how old I was, but he was telling me. Hey man, like I bought this for everybody. Nobody is showing any type of gratitude, but people mm. are coming. People are coming with complaints, mm. right? So it's like it's a not no lie. I had every intention of thanking him, mm-hmm. but to me, I was gonna <laughs> thank him when everything was complete the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So if I if I order a combo <laughs> and you and you forget my fries, I want to get my fries first before I get thankful. Mm. You understand? And go for it. I just like what you say because we as humans really do have that attitude and we take that attitude towards God as well. Because we have our own plans. We have our own vision for our lives and we know how we want things to turn out. And when they're not, when they don't turn out like that, we're not thankful. Hmm. We ain't even thinking about that. We want God to correct this issue. Man, oh man. And so did you have anything to say before I like introduce this first point? <laughs> no, go for it, bro. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Because the first, the first example I'm going to bring up right now, and it's going to be interesting because this is one of our favorite Bible characters who, characters who we <laughs> don't know when we're ever going to get to him because the, the, his timeline oh, isn't even in the Bible. I'm telling you. <laughs> but... The first, the first Bible, like the first Bible uh, story I'm going to talk about right now is Job. And just as a brief rundown, we know Job was found faithful in the Lord's eyes and the Lord blessed him. Right. And then mm-hmm. we see this interaction where Satan was, Satan went to God and was like, the only reason why Job is so happy is because you keep on blessing him. Let mm-hmm. me take that away. God was like, go, Job is my servant. This means completely apart from us, but Job is my servant. He, he's a real one. He ain't gone like, you know, turn on me. You, the only thing you can't, you, you can't touch him, but you can take away all his stuff. Satan went there and take away all his stuff. 
And Gov is and same was like, the only reason why he's still giving you thanks is because you didn't let me like afflict him, his body, nothing. Hmm. And you see Job, Job is like, no, the only thing, God was like, now the only thing you can't do is kill him. You are free reign to torment his life, but you just can't kill him. And now we see Job get afflicted by boils and everything. And so Job's uh, very educated wife <laughs> came to him in Job uh, 2 and said, are you still maintaining your integrity? Hmm. Curse God and die. Hmm. And Job's response is often overlooked because I honestly don't even remember his response. But you know what he said? You are a foolish woman. That part I, I remember, remember. I remember that. Yeah, I definitely remember that. I ain't like <laughs> that part. I do remember. But let me tell you why. I'm, let me tell you why I remember that, bro. In, uh-huh. in all honesty, bro. And this going back to like what we've been talking about in Genesis, bro. We've seen times when uh, the like the patriarch may have spoken to God directly, or may have had an assert, had a certain relationship with God, and then mm-hmm. a suggestion from a wife has derailed him. Mm-hmm. You understand? Where where he knew. Right from wrong, it's obvious everybody have to run their own race, bro. He, you had this, you had your personal relationship and your personal conversation. I talk about Adam and Eve, I talk about Noah with um Hagar and stuff like that. You know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And you made that decision because mm-hmm. that's your weakness. Mm-hmm. But Job, Job was like, No, nobody, Job I, looking at us, no, bro. Job looking at me, he's like, Bro, you a fool, bro, like straight up. You know what I'm saying? So, and and and, and that's that's admirable because no lie. It ain't too much men in the history of whatever that we've seen, especially where we're at right now in our stories that have <laughs> that, that have this much integrity. Because you see, she even said, "How are you still maintaining your integrity?" But Job said after that, "You were talking, you were talking like a foolish woman." He said, "Shall we accept good from God and not trouble?" Mm. Hmm. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And the reason why I use this as my first example because some people might ask Earl, "How is this related to him?" And thanks. Think about it. Even in this time of turmoil in Job's life, he had, hmm. I wouldn't say he had every reason, but I definitely would have not judged Job if he was a bit disgruntled during that time. Because think about it. You just, and if you, if you know the story of Job, he just lost all of his possessions. Job was a wealthy man. He just lost all of his children. He just, his skin is now afflicted with boils. And all of this happened in a very short Period. Can I say something real quick though? Oh, for sure. A lot of times when I see, a lot of times when I see people questioning God, bro, it's like when you lose somebody, a lot of times when, when, when you lose somebody dead to you, it's a natural reaction, I believe, to question God. You know, mm-hmm. I had to force myself not to question God when we lost Keely. Mm. I had to tell myself, don't question God. Just as a rule of thumb. I don't know why I'm saying that. You know what I'm saying? You lose somebody. You know God has the power <laughs> to stop that from happening. I may, I wasn't there. Like you may not be there when your loved one is, is passed away. But you know God is there because he's omnipresent. So you would ask why, right? Mm-hmm. Job lost all his children. As well as he lost his businesses. He lost his health. Mm. This, 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 this every angle... Job is Job is taking an L. He's taking a big fat L in every angle. And then the your your um your wife, the person that you need for comfort, is telling you basically that you're looking stupid for still being faithful to God, who mm. obviously turned his back on you. Mm. Now and 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 this might be a little tangent, bro. This might be a little tangent. But that's so funny because like even when we are not thankful to God or when we do not show God our appreciation, our love, he still take care of us. The, the exact opposite scenario. You understand? So it's like by that logic, you're looking at God like, you should be looking at God like, why you still got your integrity with these people? Why in the cars and they're alive? They've sinned today. Today we mm-hmm. have sinned. The wages mm-hmm. of sin, we know, you know that. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, if we put ourselves in the situation, this is a relationship. Mm. It's imagine you imagine you imagine you talking to your wife or your husband or your significant other, right? And you telling them, man, why are you giving me like and you telling them like I don't know why you love me so much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's absurd. That's absurd to describe to them such a one-sided affair. You know? The thing they should point to you just as much as you point to them. 
basically you all should both give each other your all. So what I'm, what I'm saying is like the fact that God is willing to still take care of us, still forgive <clears> us, <throat> even when we don't show him the love and appreciation, because this is a relationship. When you feel like you ain't getting the, and this from our, our twisted minds, when you feel like you ain't getting the love and appreciation from God, that's still a time that you should still show him your love and your gratitude. Despite that, and we do have text to prove it, but just put a put a point in that, put a pin in that. Yeah, man. Like, even though we don't come right back to Joe, but I'm gonna just say, then we just go off of the same point you just made. We shouldn't question God. And there's two verses I'll say as to why we shouldn't question God. First one is Romans 8:28. All things are working together for the good of those who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So and see, I honestly feel like too many people who read the Bible and claim to be Christians don't claim any of these biblical promises. <laughs> it sounds funny because, I mean, we, we see verses telling us don't be anxious, which we're going to get into later. We see mm-hmm. in verses that say all things work together for the, for the good, for those who love the Lord. And so if you believe that, why are you questioning God? If you wholeheartedly believe everything is working together for my good, why am I questioning the Lord? And then we see, is it in Jeremiah? I can't remember the exact verse, so forgive me. But it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper and have a bright future and to succeed. So like, it's the next promise. If you know God has plans for you to succeed, and then in Romans, he say, all things are going to work together for the good. To me, that's why you shouldn't be questioning God. Hmm. Because look at, <laughs> imagine if Joseph questioned God. Boy. Which he probably did. So imagine, go on, go on, remember. You no, know, no, I mean, because think about Joseph, Joseph, God gave him a vision and saying, you are going to be like all of your, you're going to be a ruler. All of your brothers are going to bow down towards you. And then at the age of what, 11, 12, he gets sold into slavery into a foreign land. Hmm. Then he starts to rise up through the ranks, made it in part of his house. Did not sleep with her. And get sent to jail. Hmm. Innocent. Rise up. Be in charge of the jail. Interprets two guys' dreams. Interprets one dream correctly. This man goes on to still serve the king. And I'm hmm. still in jail. Innocently. Hmm. And you say you was going to forget me. Bing. And, the bu- <laughs> <laughs> you and you know what forget I'm saying? me. And you forget me. It's <laughs> the first thing you do. <laughs> you definitely forget me. But look at this. Through all of that, God still had a plan for Joseph. And at the right time, he was exalted in this position. Hmm. Right where God needed him to be. But I sure Joseph didn't feel that way in prison. I sure he didn't feel that way in part of his house. I sure he didn't feel that way in slavery. Hmm. You already is a slave, right? <laughs> but then you end up going to jail as a slave, bro. You already as low as you can go, but then they find a way to send you even lower. You know what, <laughs> I mean? what I'm saying? But... You know, like, and, and so to me, I'm like, if you know these things in the Bible and we have examples of people who didn't have it all peaches and cream, what makes you think you're going to be any different? Hmm. What makes you, what makes you feel entitled like that? And, and let's go back to my McDonald's story. And, and I like the, this, that's, that's the main purpose of this part, bro. Mm-hmm. We personalizing the stories in the Bible. We finding how this is me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The story of Job, that's me. Story of Samson, that's me. You know what I'm saying? And then these also real human beings too. You understand? We, we share the same characteristics. We human, you know? So basically, it wasn't until the part finally that told me, hey, you ain't even say thank you, that it really clicked to me mm-hmm. of how, how this should always be a practice. Because I, I never for a second wanted him to think I wasn't ha- thankful. I was thankful. Mm-hmm. And I was a happy kid. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's like some things, some things you have to act. Some things you have to actually, I trying to say some things have to be basically instilled in you. Like some things mm-hmm. have to click for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And that go back to one of our <coughs> earlier points. God was not shy about saying how much gratitude and thankfulness is required. Mm-hmm. Almost every time someone say pray, they say thanks. You know what I'm saying? So just so you don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. Like this thank, this thankfulness thing is not a reactionary thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's still a good practice to, for it to be a reaction. But this should also be like the, the beginning too. You know, like when you, you, should, you could start off with thankfulness, you know. And I don't know if you had somewhere to go right now, but. 
Oh, I mean, because what I was going to do, I was just going to land the Joel plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. So the reason why we even brought up Joel and the reason why I brought up that uh, comment, uh, his response, shall we not only accept the good from God and not the trouble, is to just, just to show us that turmoil will come in our lives, but that isn't an excuse not to be thankful. Um, I'm going to just say this text now. And we're going to expand upon it as we go through the pod. But in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18, um, I'm going to read verse 16 specifically. 16, 17, 18. It's, anyway, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we see the word rejoice come again. We see as Kazu was saying, pray continually. So you, you're rejoicing always. You're constantly praying and you're giving thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to point out, it didn't say give thanks for all circumstances mm-hmm. because here's the thing. Just like Joel, you're not thankful that you're sick. You're not thankful that you're being afflicted by boils. You're not thankful that your child just died. You're not thankful that you may have lost someone to COVID. You're not thankful for any of your loved ones passing on. You're not thankful because you're broke. You're not thankful because your leg got broken. You're not thankful because you're sick. You're not thankful because you have this cough, but guess what? Through your circumstances that you're going through right now, you can still be thankful because Mm -hmm. guess what? I might be sick, but I'm not dead. Hmm. God still woke me up this morning, gave me some breath in my lungs, and I can still go on and chase my purpose and chase my dreams. I can be I, real with you, bro. <laughs> it's like, I hear some, I hear a pastor say before, if God stopped doing things for me from today, he already do too much for me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? If somebody overpay me for a service, I'm thankful for you for that. You know, mm. the wages of sin is death. You know, the fact that you're giving me a blight or you're giving me a pass every day and I'm still alive every single day, that's something to be thankful for. And even until the day when I pass, I still, you should still be thankful the fact that God give you all of that grace and mercy. Because mm. as, as a human being, uh, as the human race, it's a sense of entitlement. Just, just the fact of, that we're being, we feel entitled to things. And that's because, I guess, because of comparison. <coughs> You see, this person has this. What's di- what's so different from you and I, Earl? Earl, you have this. I I should have that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or because of how we were raised, you know, you might come from a family where the Lord has blessed you all, and so you expect those things to perpetuate. But it's like these things. Nothing. None of these things are promised us in the first place. You know what I'm saying? But just to just to um just to even add on to that Thessalonians text, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Philippians four. Mm-hmm. Um. So just for context, Paul, he's writing this from prison, I believe. He's writing a letter to the Philippians. This is the last chapter in, he's, yeah, this is the last chapter in, Philipp, in, in Philippians. Um, Philippians 4 verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Same thing what you said, just paraphrase, just, just, just reword it. There's another instance where they're saying, always rejoice. Like it's, it's like I said, thanks is Thanksgiving time now. Right. But guess what? Every day Thanksgiving should be on the menu. Thanks. Being thankful. is like rice to me. No Mm. matter what, no matter what circumstance, I can always use some rice. That's just how I personally feel. You know, when I go by my fiance family and they got the, you know, they got the mac and cheese, they got the, 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 the chicken, they got all of this stuff. I look in like all of this is beautiful and all right. But, uh, <laughs> but where the rice, you know, it's the same way, like how you could be praying and you could be talking to God. Hey, God, I had such a good day, X, Y, and Z. But where the thanks, like where the thankfulness and all honesty, like we have to look at ourselves and realize that like, even our righteousness are as filthy rags, filthy rags, know? filthy rags. Like seriously, like we should, we should, we, we have to be humble enough to realize that God, you really, <laughs> Everything we got and everything that ever has happened to me is because of you. And even if we don't look at it from that perspective, this we should always just be thankful that you that you are God, that you listen to us. You know what I'm saying? That you never give up on us and you never will give on give up on us. Verse five. Let your gentleness be known to all men. 
the Lord is at hand. Verse six. Now, this is a, a very common verse. Like I've heard this all my life, mm -hmm. but the Thanksgiving portion of it, I, it never registered to me. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your request be known, be made known to God. Mm. When I pray for something, they're God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for waking me up this morning. That's a that's a habit. I don't like that's not even in, that's not I don't I don't put too much thought and effort into that. But after I get past that, I ask him God, hey Lord, I have a job interview. Lord, I need gas money. Blah 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 blah. Please. But it's never like thank you, Lord. I like I never up until probably last year when I really dissect this text. I never stop and think. Oh shoot, when is so when we asking God for stuff. A part of the the package, the submit application form, a part of it, you have to add thankfulness to that. That's a part of it. It, it never it never registered to me. Because think about it. What I thank you, God, for, I ain't get it yet. I asked you for this job. I don't even know if I get it yet what I thanking you for. Because like in my mind, it's thankfulness is a reactionary thing. But thankfulness is a, everything, is an always thing in real in reality when you look at the text. It's so always thing, man, because I think a perfect example of this is King Jehoshaphat. I, there was a bunch of kings in the Bible, but I remember I'm the, the one Jehoshaphat comes to mind right now because if I remember correctly, the, the city was being sacked and he was in terror, didn't know what to do. But what the Bible said this man did, he gave thanks and praise to God for the victory that was about to come. Hmm. I think a lot of people really miss the Thanksgiving part in our day-to-day -day lives. And I'm guilty of this too. So I ain't even talking down to no one. So even some of this stuff with me and Kazi talking about, like we preaching to ourselves right now, like we just inviting y'all in on our conversation right now, sure. really and truly, like, because there's so many things. And, and, and <laughs> even when we praying, like, I, I just, I love that example. Kazi just said, even when we praying sometimes, even sometimes, most times for me, I rush through the thanks. Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Okay, cool. Good. Here's what I really, here's what I'm really going right, for though. Right. Here are my requests. But are you sincerely thanking God for waking you up this morning? Or are you just checking a box and talking to God and just saying, you know what? I know I should say this. So let me say this in order to get what I really came here for. Hmm. And I think we really need to start reversing our thinking. I know I need to start reversing some of my thinking. Because guess what? I generally need to be thankful because like, like, we, like we already said, the wages of sin is death. God didn't have to wake me up this morning. And like you said, if God stopped doing anything for me today, he has already done too much. And here's a reason why we should be thankful. Amongst any other thing, after Adam and Eve ate the fruit, God instantly created a plan to save us from our sins. Hmm. Instantly, without thinking. That's who, that's who he so ever believeth in him shall not perish. But he instantly gave us a get out of jail free card in believing in him. Now, I mean, I made that sound cute. There's some things, you know, attached to that, right? But here's the thing. He didn't have to do that. Mm -mm. Think about it. Jesus didn't have to come down here and die for mm. our sins. He didn't. He really didn't. But he loved us so much that he did. And we take that for granted a lot of times. Like a lot of times we take for granted. I, a lot of times I take that for granted personally, hmm. but that in itself is a reason to be thankful. Sorry, I see you want to talk. <laughs> you know what I take for granted? I take for granted the times when I'm in a test, when God is testing me. If we look at all of the all of the people that we've uh, spoke <laughs> about in the Bible thus far, all have been tested. We don't even got to outline every test, but mm -hmm. all of them have been tested by God. You know, and Job had a serious test on him. He had a serious test. What used to frustrate me the most, I may have told the story on, on, on the part before, but what used to frustrate me the most is times when I have to suffer a consequence because of something that is not a result of my actions or if it's something that I could have not have foreseen. You know, when I first came to Orlando, my apartment got flooded by the hurricane. You know, it, it had mold. I had to find somewhere else to stay. It was a hassle, you know, um, car got repossessed, all, all type of stuff. And it wasn't on me. This was a 
You you understand? Like it was mm-hmm. it was it was situations where I did everything I was supposed to do, and I still was punished for something. You know, and those were the times when I would be most frustrated. And if you talk to my fiance, she'd probably be sweet about it, but I was being a grouch. I was mm-hmm. being the Grinch every day for months. It's like a it's like a gray cloud was following me every single day. On on my birthday, my fiance tell me. Maybe you should be thankful. Mm. And I was so upset. I was upset, Earl. I was upset when she told me that. Because I like, be thankful for what? I moved to Orlando. This is supposed to be the start of my career. This, I've, been to, I've been to school for 12 years. Then I do college for four years. All of this for this right now. That's the beginning of my real world experience. Mm-hmm. And it's starting off as a big L. And I can't seem to climb. Despite all of that, I never take the time to think this could be God testing me. And those words resonate on me. And you know what, bro? I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was embarrassed because God was testing me and I was feeling I was looking like a brat. I was whining. You understand? And, and, and think about this. If God said you could live in Orlando for 20 years and one of them years could be bought-ish. And the other 20, and the other 19 could be prosperous. If he tell me that straight up, I'd be like, all right, I can take that 20 years solid, one year bot, you know, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? But while I was in that one year, oh, even, it wasn't even a year. It wasn't like that four month span. Mm-hmm. I there complaining all the time, all the time and all the time. And I can't help but to think about the blessings that I barricaded myself from just because I wasn't entering it, into his gates with Thanksgiving. You understand? Man, oh man. And I just like how, I like how you end on that note too, because David was even before I did like, you know, real research in, in for this pod episode, most of my thanks in the Bible was really associated with just David. Because I mean, I'm gonna just run through some of them here, right? Like, real quick, let's look at this. Psalm seven. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalms 9. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. Psalms 35. I will give thanks in the great assembly among the thrones. I will praise you. Psalm 69. I will praise God, name and song, and glorify him with thanksgiving. Psalms 95. Come, let us sing for the joy of the Lord. Let us shout aloud his rock of salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is great and the great king above all gods. Psalms 100, this is like the most famous one. Enter in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is endured forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And then I see David kind of, he said, oh yeah, for the Lord is good and his mercy is endured forever. So he kind of kept that. So in Psalms 106, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Uh, Psalms 107, let us give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Psalms 118, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalms 147, sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. That was a thankful man, bro. <laughs> hey, I think about Psalms 122. I was glad when they came and said that to me, let us go to the house of the Lord, right? <laughs> My boy was just thankful for anything, bro. For anything. No, I mean, because like, Let's think about, let's look at the life David had. Yeah. And, I, and I think when he wrote most of these songs, he was in exile. Yeah. <laughs> and let's think Consider about that. that. Mm-hmm. He was in exile, but he still found reasons to be thankful when King Saul wanted to kill him mm, out for his head. Perfect parallel of when you do everything you're supposed to do and you do the right thing and you still have to suffer consequences as a result. I mean, because let's think about it too. God already anointed this man to be the next king of Israel before he even slew, slew Goliath. Hmm. You ain't do nothing wrong. <laughs> Earl, this is your father-in-law. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, like, let's, let's just be real. Like, what, what bro? <laughs> Talk to your daddy, but why is he acting like this? This is your best friend's father. Mm. You know? Wants to kill you and this ain't no jokey thing. The man want to kill you and he's killing people who've seen you. Mm-hmm. That's bro. That's bro. When I read the story of David, I'm just like, wow, this guy really was seriously, seriously had a money. He had money on David's head, but it was a price tag on his head. 
And he was not stopping until I was fulfilled. He was not stopping, man. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. He killing people. If, if he found out somebody was around David, he killing them straight up. Saul was an interesting one, boy. And that's, yeah, that's, bro, imagine that though, imagine. And David, and David's time is described as, as the time of trouble. You know, we know a, another time of trouble that is on the way, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just think about it for what it's worth. Time of trouble, a time when you are experiencing trouble, when you are in trouble, etc. That don't have to be something grand or, you know, something life-threatening. But it could be your, your current situation. And 2020, I feel like this is the, this the best year to talk about thank, thankfulness and thanksgiving. A lot of people feel like Job this year. A lot of people lost multiple, multiple people. From March, a lot of people was losing people. You know, when COVID first outbreak, I've, I've heard about people who were losing people straight through. You understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's like people are losing finances. You know, people are, their health is at risk. You know, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen a lot of similar situations where Joe, but your health is compromised. Your loved ones are compromised and your finances are compromised. And as a result, maybe your living situation, all of these things are compromised. This is a time of trouble. I'm not saying this is the, or anything like the time of trouble or anything like that, but this is a time when you are experiencing trouble. Now consider the role that David played among all of this. Let, mm. whether, he, whether he wrote those things during his exile or not, one thing for sure is that he came out of that situation extremely thankful and that is something that resonated through him for hun for many 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 chapters i talk about we in the hundreds of psalms and my boy is still saying thanks i thankful for this i thankful for that you should be thankful here you should you should be thankful this way you know it's, it's to a point where where he dancing and and i think it was his wife criticizing for the for, for how radical he was conducting himself dancing in the streets naked right Criticized, he criticized by his wife for the way, for the way he conduct himself to express his thanks, his thankfulness. And this Man. somebody, this somebody who had, who was on the run. Mm -hmm. Imagine, imagine, right? Let's, let's, let's be, put it in more realistic terms. Like imagine you facing, like you getting arrested for something that let's say, let's say, let's say you are being framed for something and you facing life or, or the execution chair. You know, and you want to run, you and hide in the cars. I would be way more focused on praying and fasting. Lord, get me out of this situation. Than <laughs> thanks. Amen. I you know what? I'd be too. I'd be thankful for every day I caught. Lord, I thank you. They ain't catch me today. I thank mm -hmm. you. I could get a meal, but I'm thankful. I'm overall thankful. Like my whole being and my whole demeanor is not Thanksgiving during this time. You know what I'm saying? But it's like. If we read the Bible and we really take the words for what they're saying, that's not how we, that's not something we should even practice. You know, we shouldn't practice, like I'm saying, we shouldn't practice a reactionary thankfulness. Job, if God give it to us, God don't have the power to take away. It's like, what type of, what type of world are we living in where there's no balance? Mm. Where it's all, where it's all pleasure <coughs> all the time. That's the prosperity gospel. You know what I'm saying? This ain't completely biblical. You know? This one-sided. I mean, think about it. <laughs> you have instances in the Bible where, like we see Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But even let's look at, uh, for example, we already brought up Joseph. The Lord told Joseph, guess what? There's going to be seven years of plenty, prosperity. Mm -hmm. But immediately following that, there are going to be seven years of famine. Hmm. So the same Lord that sent you that seven years of plenty, same Lord allowing the famine to come. Hmm. So, <laughs> what, what, like, just like Job say, can we, can, can, can we only expect the good from God and not the trouble? Exactly. But man, <laughs> it's just interesting how this episode is turning out because honestly, we, we didn't even expect this to turn, come, turn like this, but it's just where the Holy Spirit's leading. Hmm. Um, man, even the next verse I was just looking at, uh, first Colossians, I mean, not first Colossians, Colossians 3.15, <laughs> Uh, let the peace of Christ that rule your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among mm. you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and the songs of the Spirit. Sing with God, sing to God with the gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, 
do it in the name of the Lord Jesus and giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Hmm. And following the theme again of thankfulness and prayer in Colossians, it was saying, devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. So as, as, the, as much emphasis as we put on prayer, I feel like we should match that with thankfulness. Like, like whenever we talk about praying, I feel like we should we shouldn't neglect the thank the the thank the thankful component of it all, mm-hmm. you know. I because I feel like it's it's very important in this, you know. And I remember you were telling me, you were telling me a story. Okay, let's let's go into like the like the consequences of not being thankful, or an example of when people weren't thankful. Oh man, I even if we don't do that right, but I was even thinking about like let's even talk about the lepers. And just okay. showing how it's even a practical, another practical example blatantly of when people weren't thankful. Yeah, I got you. So um, Luke 17, verse 11. Now it, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 more who were lepers. Wait, there met him 10 more who were lepers, okay, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, have mercy, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they were, they, they were clean, they were cleansed. And, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified, my, my body. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a samaritan Mm. boy so jesus answered and said were there not 10 cleanse where Mm. are the nine Mm. were there not any found who who returned to give glory to god except this foreigner Mm. and he said to him arise go your way your faith has made you well Mm. (laughs) crazy Oh my! And you want you 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 want you want to expand on you when we started? <laughs> no, no, I can start it, you know, because so think about this, right? I don't I, I don't know much about leprosy. I don't know how people caught leprosy. I know it's contagious, and that's why they were exiled, right? I, you you know about people in the Bible who were cursed with leprosy too, right? Mm-hmm. But I imagine that these people. Let's just imagine that they didn't always have leprosy. Somewhere along the way, they contracted leprosy. Or let's say they always had leprosy, right? Either or. You are now healed from this. The one thing that was on your mind all day and night is now done away and it's like reversed and you are healthy now. You would think that the first, you would be extremely thankful for that. But it's just like if we were to get if we were to contract COVID and contract a lot of the harsh symptoms, we used to what we we are used to how our body is fully functionally. So once we bounce back from that, it's not even in our mind to give thanks because this is what we always had. What I think it what like what's to be thankful for? I was always like this. I just broke even. You understand? Hmm. So a lot of so that's back to that's back to as humans how we feel entitled, like a lot of times, out of ten. Out of 10 lepers, 10% of the lepers came back to give thanks. That is a hard F, bro. Hmm. That is a hard F, you know? Like, think about that, bro. The majority, the, in that scenario, the majority of people didn't even come back to find Jesus. You see, you see, and, and it just go to, it, like, to me, it go to show how earnest we are when we asking for something, right? Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this. Exactly. I so, Right. I so I so dedicated to this to this request right now. You know, you and I be best buds when I need this thing. But once I get this thing, it's business as usual. You know, I ain't, might not even come out to say thank you. Sometimes I just remember to say thank you way after the fact. <laughs> like way after the fact. God done blast me up. And I'll be like, oh shoot, I forget to say thank you. Wow. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Because I like I feel like I feel like it's a sense of entitlement. Like we just feel like we deserve all the time. Exactly, man. Like, and it's it's, it's so much things I like about this, right? 
Think about it. The Bible says all 10 cried out with a loud voice. All 10 <laughs> knew they had leprosy. All 10 asked God for help. All 10 realized they needed the help from God. Who could save them? Jesus, master, have pity on us. And all, God, and all Jesus said was, go show yourselves to the priests. <laughs> and as they went, they were cleansed. So <laughs> as they started going to the priest, they realized they got blessed. Mm-hmm. They started to enjoy the blessings. In, in a moment of reflection, one realized, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to the priest, but my leprosy is disappearing. Hold up. Let me go back and thank God. Mm-hmm. Let me go back and thank God. And Jesus asks, hold on, we're, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? I realized the Bible didn't even say Jesus didn't take away their blessings, you know. They right. still clean. Hmm. They still clean. They still out there enjoying the blessings that I just gave them. Hmm. But they never really come back and said thanks. They were so caught up enjoying what, <laughs> what I just gave them. They can now go enjoy life. They can now enjoy it. They can now come back into society. They can now go work. They can now go make money. They, they, they now at this higher status, but they don't need, they don't need me no more. Because when you needed me, you know what I found me. But now that I already blessed you, you already have everything. You don't need me no more. And it's just mm. interesting. Like <laughs> so much times we, we, and we get too caught up in enjoying the blessing that we forget the bless all. Mm. Like it's just, it's, it's just powerful to me, man. Like I'm just here reflecting like, man. <laughs> like to me, a lot of times in the Bible, I like to apply like ratios and like, those percentages to a lot of things like so with Noah and the flood like to me of course we'll never know and there's no way to prove this but like a lot of times I like to think like if there was another situation comparable to that of the flood um, it would be the same result there would be the same percentage of people that actually made it that's the way I, I think about things and it's it's flawed you know there's no way to prove or, or disprove it but mm-hmm. I like to think in, in that scenario, that just makes me think of how low the percentage of people who are blessed are actually thankful for their blessing. You know, mm-hmm. and like, and, and like when, you, when you consider that, are you in that number? You know, are you in that number? That's, that's, that's one thing to always think about for real. Well, for real, I mean, like <laughs> in Romans 21, no, in Romans 1 verse 21, it says, for although they knew God, they never gave thanks to him. Mm. And because of that, he gave them over to their foolish heart and hardened their hearts. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's so interesting because God gives us everything. We know where to find him. All good things come from God. All good things. Nothing we do on this earth, we can do without God. Mm. But yet... <laughs> But yet, we, we, don't, we don't give him the honest thanks and praise that he deserves. Because here's the thing. God created us, right? Mm-hmm. We established that. God himself already told you, don't have no other gods before, you, before me because I, your God, I'm a jealous God. Mm-hmm. You're like, why is God jealous? Because he deserves our praise and our thanks and our, and our adoration. Because God is so perfect. Bro. Why wouldn't you be jealous? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, see, a lot of times jealousy in the human aspect, it has come from like selfishness or, or like self-exaltation. It has come from self, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, all of this stuff from God, we, don't, we literally don't even have control over our own life. Like if God wants to take our life or take something away from us, we have no control over that. None. You understand what see, I'm saying? Oh, right. See Job, right? So once we once we acknowledge that, we have to we have to realize that it's we can't even what we ain't do none of this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like it's the bigger it's the man upstairs who give us this so that we can do this. It's like a perpetual thing. Without this, you can't have that. You and you can and, and that won't be the result as a as a reaction, right? But what I wanted to say was this though. If I make a song, and this is personal to me because I've been in this situation. If I make a song, right? Mm-hmm. And Earl performs my song in front of people and they do not know who I am. And they give Earl 
a record contract for the song that he plagiarized. <laughs> I have every right to be jealous. Why? Because I made the song. Mm. You understand? If God give us the blessing, why are we erecting idols? Why are we praying to idols? Why are we putting things before him? Why are we thanking this inanimate object or this situation or this position in life for, for blessing us when it's God who bless us? Like to me, let's think about that. That's such a slap in the face. And I talk about from a creative standpoint, but like just imagine if you make Sims, right? <laughs> like if you make this community and you're really working hard and you're doing all of this stuff for these unsuspecting people who don't take the time to know you, you underpaid. Pay, payment being praise and worship mm -hmm. and thanksgiving. You underpaid, you continue to work tirelessly. And then people just say, a group of people just decide, I, I just I just ain't even worrying about you, bro. I don't care. I literally don't care about you. You know? Like how would you feel? Like how what how else to describe that feeling? If you care about me, if I care, if I didn't care about you, I, I wouldn't be jealous if I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? But how else do you describe that feeling? You know? Mm-hmm. Man, so now I was like, since we talked all about this, I even want to show people some of the benefits of actually being thankful. Because when you're thankful for, to God, God actually rewards you and gives you even more than you even could ask for, or, or, like in more abundance. Because look at Job again. It's so funny how we're talking about Job so much in this episode. We didn't even plan to talk about Job. Mm -hmm. But after he was done, going through his whole ordeal, how did the story of Job end? God gave him more <laughs> mm -hmm. than he had originally. Hmm. Let that sink in. And the, next, and the next thing that comes to mind too, and you know, Jesus himself has been giving us the blueprint. When there was a crowd of 5,000 people, and I think this accounts in John and Luke. And I think, I, I'm not sure about the other gospels right now. Just to be going off of the doom, right? But I know for definitely sure it's in John and Luke with the 5,000 loaves, the 5,000 people. This little boy had, what, five barley loaves and two fish. <laughs> Essentially, this man had like some sardines and crackers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And remember the disciples was like, what is this to 5,000? What is this? Do you remember, they, they weren't even thankful. They're hungry. They have some food. And this little boy is offering to share their food with him. And they're like, what is this? Hmm. What is this to us? What is this? But what what Jesus do? Hmm. He took it yeah. and gave thanks. Jesus hmm. didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't complain about it. Like, oh, there's only like, think about it. Jesus was like, I asked all the feed 5,000 people. Y'all only brought me five, five crackers and two, and, and two fish. You know what I'm saying? Jesus ain't even get to asking God, hey, multiply this up. Straight he gave, to thanking. gave thanks to God. And guess what happened? That little that the disciples only saw, that little, those little five loaves and two fish was able to feed 5,000 families. Hmm. Now, listen again. Five loaves, two fish was able to feed 5,000 families. And they had 12 baskets of food left over. Wow. And I just go to show when you are thankful to God, God is able to take a little bit that you have, that little, that little blessing that you see, that little mustard seed and multiply it so far beyond your imagination. Only you, you have no choice even to be more thankful. Hmm. But you have to be appreciative of what you have before the Lord can bless you with more. Because if you ain't appreciative of this, I mean, the children, of Israel, the children of Israel, when we get there, it's going to be a fun time park. But those people were not thankful to God for anything. And if, any, <laughs> if any group of people oh, had a man. right to be thankful, it, it should have been there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because God was doing everything, <laughs> I feel like, in his power. And this being my human mind speaking, to make them happy. And they all they did was complain. We're, we wanted to get out of slavery. Got out of slavery. Complain. Oh, let's go back to Egypt. We need mm -hmm. food. This we need. We need food. We need idols. God sent we need meat. from heaven, bro. You know what I'm saying? God sent manna from heaven. I still want to know how manna tastes. They yeah, got manna rained down from heaven every morning. They ain't had to work no fields, no crops. Food came from the sky. Oh, we need meat. 
God sent quail. Quails, yeah. So quail a little expensive to eat nowadays. <laughs> I don't know if people know that, but you know, quail a little pricey. And God sent them quail every day. Hmm. And they still complain. I wish I was back in Egypt. Bro, 40 years and your sandals ain't worn out. Mm-mm. Your clothes walking are around. <laughs> like, 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 like God has shown you like in, in, in bickering and complaining, that first generation lost out on seeing the promised land. Mm-hmm. Like we can see the consequences of not being thankful and we can also see the blessings of being thankful. Like, and like it even goes back to Thessalonians. In all things, hmm. we should be thankful in, in all circumstances because it's God with us through our struggles and our trials that we need to be thankful because God is not, he, didn't, he doesn't leave us there alone. I mean, there's this analogy that someone said, so I can't take credit for this at all, but they were saying, uh, I'm sure you know it, so you can help me with it, but when I was looking down, like during my trial, I only saw one set of footprints and I asked God, why? Why did you leave me when I was going through this? And God said, hold on, hold on, my child. I didn't leave you. That time when you only see one footprints, I actually picked you up. Hmm. I was carrying you through your circumstance. So don't, don't ever for a second think I left you. No, 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 I didn't leave you. But I was the one carrying you. During that, you weren't even walking no more, but you didn't even realize that. And I think 2020 is an important year for us to realize that. Because, I mean, you know what's so funny now? I shouldn't even say funny, but it was so, it's so interesting. The year started off with a death of a well-known star, mm. Kobe Bryant. It hurt, it, it hurt the whole world. It was one of my favorite basketball players. It hurt. It hurt. Like, and it's so interesting. We were mourning over a basketball player that much that was so transcendent and touched everybody. But then two months later, we saw this virus made it across the ocean mm-hmm. into America. No one took it serious. And now you just see how the virus is lost at this point, like over 250,000 people in the United States alone, I think it's like over 10 million worldwide deaths or something like that. Like, man, it's, 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 it's just so interesting. Like, I mean, and, and during this year, it kind of reminds me of a Baca. Bro, you can talk right now. I know I'm going on a, a roll, uh, but because <laughs> this reminds me like of a Baca 317. Though the fig tree does not bud, though no grapes on the vines, though no olives on the crop, Though the olive in the crop, the olive crop fails and the field produced no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful mm. in God, my Savior. Mm. Think about this. In those days, this man said, though no, the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes in the vine, no olive crop, the olive crop fails. There is no sheep in the pen. There's no cows in the stall. Guess what? He's saying, I ain't got no job. Mm-mm. I can't make money. I can't eat. My crops ain't growing. There ain't no cattle there for me to slaughter. I can't make my money, Lord. Hmm. But yet through all of this, through all of my present circumstances, I still rejoice. I still give thanks. I still give praise unto the Lord. I will be joyful in God. Like, man. Like I, I just feel like we gotta wake up. Even some of us are somewhat like our, our young generation, even myself, like gotta wake up, man, because it's so easy to just get get caught up in ourselves, in our present circumstances, and just like forget about God saying what I have to be thankful for. But no, we, we have so many reasons to still give thanks and still give praise. All right, now watch this, right? It's the same sentiment, but from a different text. Philippians 4, verse 10. But mm-hmm. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last. Your care for me has flourished again. So you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. This is Paul talking to the Philippians again while he's in prison, by the way. Mm. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to, how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to suffer, both to abound and both to suffer need. So now to paraphrase, my guy is saying, hey, I'm thankful for the reception, the reception and the way you guys have treated me. Right. But I'm not thankful because you guys have elevated me in any type of way, because guess what? 
whether good or bad, that don't, that don't impact my, my thankfulness and that don't impact my productivity and the way I, I work and the way I praise God and, you know, just work for God or whatever. Because I've been hung hungry. I have been full. And, you know, vice versa, you know how he explains this, right? Mm -hmm. And my guy then says one of the most popular um, Bible texts, period. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. So basic, basically my boy is saying, bro, what, my strain ain't coming from food. You know, my strain ain't coming from my, my financial situation or just the love or just my health. That's not where my strain comes from. My strain comes from God. So basically the fact that God loves me and the fact that God pushes me and, and God fills me is where, is where I get the motivation and where I get the power to, to excel and to do all the things that I do. And that's why I'm thankful because I have God. Like I'm, like my, my physical earthly situation does not dictate my happiness, you know? And a lot of, we use that. I can do all things through mm -hmm. Christ who strengthens <laughs> me. We use that line all the time and it does comfort us and it does motivate us. But we have to, al we have to always take into, in, into perspective that our current situation and the way we feel the, regardless of how, the current situation we're in and the way we feel that God always still there. So basically I can do all things. Don't, don't cut off when you hungry or when you broke. You understand what I'm saying? That power, that motivation that come from God, it ain't come from no material, no earthly, no earthly possession or situation right there. And it's like the fact that Paul is in prison. It's like, this resounds with me a lot because back to the time of trouble situation, we see a lot of the people in the Bible, especially the people who wrote like many books, these guys are expre expressing gratitude, even in their lowest place. And, and that's, that's a sense of peace that I am trying to learn. You know, that's a sense of peace that I'm, I'm glad it's documented so that I can have something to follow and just to understand. My thankfulness should just be that God loved me, that God exists and that God care about me at all. It's a lot of things I quit on in life. You know, I'm a creator. It's a lot of projects I start and I put, I put down, you know, if it, if it wasn't for deadlines, a lot of things I just wouldn't do. I just wouldn't get around <laughs> to finishing, you know, but my creator don't ever do that. He don't ever say, bro, I, I like Earl better than cars. You know, I like Earl. Earl is a diligent person. Earl is a tidy person. It's things that Earl excel at that I don't excel at, but God don't pick no favorites because of that. God's really? still around. You understand what I'm saying? And your relationship with God don't impact don't impact my relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God don't look and say, oh Earl, so 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 this and that and the third. Well, I can't deal with Kazi because Kazi don't show me that type of thing. Earl don't God don't give all his time to Earl, you know. But if I call on God, God always be there. And that's where my strength lies. I'm thankful for the podcast. I'm thankful for a time where we could read and learn about the Bible free of judgment. And I am straining in my beliefs in God and I'm transitioning to a place where, you know, judgment won't matter, but I'm just glad to be able to be, be cemented in my beliefs now when I'm in a healthy environment. So that when I'm in times of trouble, you know, I could still be able to be thankful. And yeah, man, like 2020 has been interesting. Like even throughout this year, I, I, we started a podcast this year and I think this is going to be episode 12 when this actually comes out. Like I'm super thankful for that because even in this podcast, we've grown in our relationship with Christ. Like we've felt it. Like I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for new relationships in 2020. You know, like 2020 has been throughout all the chaos. There's still things I'm sure everyone can be thankful for. Thankful for God and his sacrifice. Thankful for waking you up. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to go out and do more. 2020 has been a year where I'm sure everyone has, to, has had to think of life differently and our interactions with each other and the things that really matter to us. So I'm, I'm honestly thankful for this time of reflection. Reflection, reflection, reflection. All right, and, la and ladies and gentlemen, love you all. And I just want to say, regardless, or oh, you have something else to say? No, man, I was going to say, I really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting because we haven't even actually acknowledged that yet on the podcast. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I guess the next thing to be thankful for, like the feedback, like, I mean, honestly, like, it, it actually impacts our day when you guys actually say oh yeah we actually got this gem from the podcast we actually share it with each other we you know talk about it and like yeah we appreciate it a lot so thank, thank you audience i thankful for all of the feisty individuals and uh, so far our podcast isn't too far out of our immediate friends and family 
so i'm thankful for like the conversations that have sparked just based on this and you know that's that's one of the primary objectives of the part you know just to spark conversation and just to get it trending you know we want we want the bible to be a trending part in our everyday life so as you guys are warming up your leftovers i know in the bahamas we don't do thanksgiving too too much just to be honest with you but no. hopefully you, you guys are you know but no sabbath dinner you know so as you warming up your sabbath dinner your leftovers and as you go throughout every day just make sure just thanks, make is, sure on thanks is on the menu Tonight's episode included voice acting by Janae and Jaden Roberts, along with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nikaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.